0: All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Theory and Theology. And here on this podcast, we speak about different theories, different cultures, and just kind of different ideas and beliefs, Um, sometimes some mental health topics blended in there, Um, I try to keep those practical, Um, things that you can use for life application, things that are just easy steps to take, or uh, food for thought to kind of, you know, be able to kind of develop more awareness about things, Um, try to keep it valuable. But here we go. So today's topic was um, brought to my interest by um, some people I work with. And we were talking about cults. And we were doing this, you know, I was, I was in charge of one of my work meetings. And um, we were talking about this cult. Um, that, you know, appears to be a program of a kind, there tend, there seem to be a few programs, at least in Southern California, popping up that are cults and they seem to be preying on the homeless, creating a form of transitional living or um, homeless, uh, like a shelter type of site, and I mean, how to really tell if a site is actually, you know, a legit um, a legit religion a legit um, you know a spiritual practice or if it's a cult so usually, usually when it comes to Christianity in general Um, and just looking generally at religions, but when it comes to Christianity in general, um, overall people say, you know, if, if the, um, if the site is not promoting pretty much basic, you know, worship of God and you know, Bible-based learning. And instead, if there's some other person, human or whatever they may call themselves, a lot of people might call themselves some form of enlightened or prophet-type person, um, then usually, you know, if a congregation of people or a group of people is starting or hosting a belief um, service and it is focused on some other person or their belief system that isn't necessarily Bible-based or based in the main religion script um, and, you know, following their deity and instead there's, like, some other person that you know the congregation is kind of being taught to uphold that person's word over the scripture or over the deity um it doesn't matter maybe what the script says it only matters you know what this new person usually it's something relatively new usually um a lot of these places don't last for like years and years and years and years and decades on end. Like, usually, um, it's not too common, but, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a tricky thing to say because there are some, um, belief systems that others say that it's a cult. And people throw that word around, like, pretty, um, casually, but usually those are identifying markers of a cult. Some other types of actions that you maybe um, n- would need to be aware of is, you know, are the leaders um, encouraging, you know, disconnecting with all other support, right? So there's really nobody to, you know, bounce ideas off of or to depend on. Are they cutting you off from all sorts of support? A big one is job Support financial support, are they cutting you off from working? I mean, if you think about this, you know, any site that's going to cut you off from your family, from your friends, from your loved ones, from your coworkers, from your job, saying you can't work at a certain job, if you think about all of the levels of independence a person might have, once you start seeing a leader of a sort or a person who's calling themselves a leader cutting others off from all of their independence sources, um, assuming that those sources are not um, toxic and abusive sources. So for example, if a person goes to like a DV shelter for domestic violence, and they say, you know, you can't talk to your family because these people are all toxic, and they have and if it really is the truth that these people, you know, get manipulative and start to kind of get in in the person's head, kind of making them, you know, confused and, you know, coming back into the abusive relationship. I mean, that's different. That's a different form of cutting someone off Um, if they're cutting them off from like abuse and toxic relationships versus cutting them off from just every single body, like every single person. And especially when it starts being like, okay, like, you can't have your own money, you can't have your own transportation, you can't have anything if it's not been approved by some person in charge, some leader, some, you know, person. And if you do get a form of visitation, um, if you do get a form of visitation, availability, do they let you have privacy with your visitors? Um, do they not let you have privacy with your visitor or visitors at all? You know, some some sites, of course, you know, if it's like substance related, you know, substance recovery or some, some sites really are strict and they'll make you stay with like a, a worker or some somebody who's kind of like there. But you know, if you're not in a program like that where it's like they're not worried about somebody passing you physical possessions that, you know, would get you off track, like some places say you can't have caffeine if you're in a substance recovery, for example, and then they're afraid of people giving you like chocolate bars or coffee or tea and stuff like that, just handing you like packets of stuff or whatever, or drugs or substances of some kind, um, you know, if you see something like that come up, then it's like, okay, um, that doesn't really appear to be, um, a helpful, you know, a helpful site to engage with, um, if they're doing all these things. Cause you have to ask why, you know, why would someplace not let you use your phone, or not let you have doctor's appointments. You can't even go to doctor's appointments or schedule with doctors or talk to your doctor privately on the phone. You can't talk to your mother. You can't talk to your neighbor. You can't talk to your church pastor. You can't talk to your counselor. You cannot talk to anybody. And even if it's a probationary period, um, a lot of places will give like a 90-day probationary period. That's not uncommon with substance use places, um, but, you know, if it's, if it doesn't seem to add up, if it's, like, okay, why is everybody subjected to having, like, a guard, an armed guard with them when you have a visitor come in, you know, that's weird, that would be weird if you're, like, at a homeless shelter and they don't let you have, like, any kind of visitation without an armed guard, or something like that. Like, there's just stuff like that that's just super weird. Or, you know, they don't honor appointments. And so one thing that, you know, we were talking about was someone that seems to be engaging in a in one of these end-world, end-of-world kind of cult sites that's disguising itself as a homeless shelter. Um, for transitional living and that site isn't honoring the appointments and they're saying, oh, like, we took them, you know, they're at the ranch right now. Like, all of our, you know, people are at the ranch right now. Um, Even though you know that there was an appointment, even though you had scheduled an appointment and somebody had confirmed the appointment, and then there's, like, this kind of, you never really get to have contact with with the person that you're scheduled to even see and when you do have contact it's it's cut off contact these are all like warning signs especially if there's a combination of all of them those are all the major kind of warning signs especially being cut off from independence because um, if you think of it okay you can't overtake a guard you can't leave a you know a fenced in gated up locked in facility that has armed guards and if you have no phone and if nobody knows updates about you for the last like three months and or more and you have no way to contact these people, you have you have no way you'd have to steal a phone back if there's no phones on site that you can use that aren't like being listened to, you know, things like that, like it doesn't make any sense, right? For just a classic homeless shelter to have so much regulation And control over the people staying there. Now I understand guards being like, you know, security to make sure no other people are coming in without permission to cause like chaos or something like that. But I'm not sure how many of these are going to be popping up, but we already have identified two of them. And so there might be a lot of sites out there posing as like county mental health, or work therapy, or, um, uh, I think that's what, what they call it, work therapy, or, um, you know, they also, a lot of them have, like, a spiritual undertone of, like, either end of world, or, like, let's all do the same thing, like, you know, you have to follow, you know, this rule of eating the certain diet and all doing the certain, you know, ritual and all doing the certain thing. Um a lot of uh church type or religion type of programs will have that kind of a theme, but it is still your own willpower and it is still um it's still your own willpower and it's it and it's still, you know, usually there's not going to be, like, a form of a punishment involved, like, taking away something or, like, putting you in an isolation or doing some weird kind of, like, like punishment um, for not following the religious rule or the cult rule or the spiritual rule. Um, most religions and spiritual practices, like, yeah, like, the most you might get reprimanded might be, you know, either getting, like, socially shunned or getting, like, um, maybe, like, um. you know, you'd experience some kind of, like, judgment for doing something taboo, but, you know, if there's other kinds of punishment, like, for your consequences, like, they're putting you in isolation or, like, you don't get dinner for a week or, like, some weird thing like that where it's, like, that's not normal, um And it just kind of worries me because, you know, I work with a lot of the homeless population and with a housing crisis as it is and an economic crisis as things are, you know, the hottest commodity right now, it really is becoming housing is definitely one of the issues. Um, there are sites that, you know, like uh, start uh, like it's called Home Start for like DV for uh, Tay Age. People and there's another site like Legal Aid. Um, there are multiple other sites, but just sites like that, any site that has to do with housing support, we're noticing that we can't even get through the lines if we don't call them right when they open and then wait for the call back. Um, we can't even get through the lines. And so, and a lot of these sites don't have an in person option, so you can't really um, go physically to the site, you have to rely on the phone, and these sites used to just answer the phone, you know, and then they got to a point where they only answered within the first hour or so, because after that, they were just getting voicemails and messages. Then they got to the point where you could leave a call back, and they would call you back within the same day without fail, and now we're at the point where you 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 call them right when they open. And you leave a contact, you know, you leave your contact information and they don't really call you back within the same day, meaning that they have so many calls that they can't follow up with everybody. One of the last housing uh, sites that I just got in touch with, um, she told me that um, they, you know, I know that this site opened like July 1st is when this money became available for housing, uh, not housing, but for, you know, people who are two months late to help them to to afford their rent. Um, it, it's a whole process of going through a, you know, the landlord, like you have to basically go to this program site, uh, get the paperwork, take it to get the landlord to sign on to it, and then set up an appointment for a worker to contact the you know, the landlord and the landlord and this worker decide together, you know, how much this site is going to be able to pay so that people aren't losing their housing, but you have to be already two months late of rent to be able to qualify, and that site that just opened in July told me that they took so long to get back to me because they're getting 200 calls a day, and that's as much as their, as their, um, as their, um, system will hold I think they're called Brothers Benno and that's as much as their as their system will hold the calls is 200 calls a day and um the the staff who contacted me wasn't even the main staff in charge of the phone um she was somebody who was helping with the phone calls because there's only two people working there her and this other person and so it's a mess to say the least it's a mess Um, just, you know, don't get, don't get tricked into some weird situation. Um, cults do exist, um, still, unfortunately. Um, a lot of those people who lead those types of, uh, sites, they don't, they usually need some kind of help of their own that they're not getting. And they need to kind of have followers and all this kind of stuff. Um, People following them. And they need to control others um, to follow them. And they don't see anything wrong with it, but they are manipulative. Usually within the law, people are voluntarily coming into the cult program. And they're being manipulated Through religion or housing or getting some kind of a social need met by having this togetherness feeling and some kind of like a, like a, some kind of feeling. And the hard part is really determining you know, are these people that are making these cults and are these cult type of transitional shelter sites. Um, the hardest part to determine is the reasoning behind why they're cutting people off from independence and from um, their social circles. Like, if they really do seem to have someone's best interest at heart, such as, like, a substance, you know, a substance recovery program, you know, it makes sense. A lot of what they do makes sense. But there are these other programs that are kind of like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. Like, Why can't I go to my doctor, you know? But I have seen substance sites like that that don't even let people go to their doctors and get meds. Um, They they want people completely sober off of everything, regardless of what their doctor would recommend. And so just be careful, pay attention. You know, if you're out there looking for housing, especially, and if you're out there struggling, you know, make sure you're not, you know, falling into a trap of some kind of odd program that's going to get you spiritually confused and religiously confused or, you know, have you moving to another state because of the end of the world and, you know, you know, um, make sure the people running the site that you're at, make sure it's sound. I wouldn't even say you have to even just make sure that the website is legit cuz a lot of people are creating websites that look totally legit and the way that we're hearing about these programs is that we have people that get into them and then the more we kind of gather information we're like this doesn't sound normal like this doesn't sound like a normal type of program you know with the because there's no ease of really engaging with our people that are in those sites. And they cut you off more and more and more, you know, from providers. They cut you off more and more and more from other support services. Like, say, if you're usually in a transitional housing site, um, they're usually going to collaborate with you if you're, like, a housing program. Like, why would they bar you from even talking to your own client or even talking to the staff working with your client Um, What if you found housing for them or something? Or what if you found a lead? Um, Or what if you found, like, a financial service for them that would, like, buy them what they needed, you know, furniture or whatever? Um, You know, you know, cult-type sites aren't going to really want to connect with you because they're going to want to fully be in charge of every single aspect of everything and not have other providers contacting. So... I'm not sure how many of these types of sites exist, um, but it was just an interesting point of topic that came to, you know, my awareness that, you know, there are people out there, at least in Southern California, preying on homeless people with physical and mental health disorders um, who need to see their doctors regularly and who need, you know, um, the support of others and they're getting cut off from all of this independence and all of their independence um, and being told that they're being blamed for you know being in a situation where they can't afford their own housing and they're kind of getting like a little brainwashed into thinking that the certain teachings of these sites are so Accurate, and that there's something flawed with them, their own selves, um, to the point that they can't really see clearly that, you know, they're having most of their rights voluntarily stripped from them, but because they're volunteering all of this, <clears throat> they're volunteering to give up their phone. They're volunteering to, you know, give up contact with other people. They're volunteering to, you know, decline you know, visitors physically coming to the premises. Um, and because they're voluntarily doing this, you know, it kind of shuts every, every possible ability for someone else to see that something weird is up and be able to actually address it. And, um, Yeah, it's an issue, and I hope it doesn't become more of an issue, but, I mean, there's already sites out there, we've already, like, identified so many, you know, Section 8 fraud type of, like, people um, that are, like, you know, having discrimination cases against them and all kinds of weird stuff that they're trying to, like, pull on, you know, homeless people or people with disability, and they're trying to, you know get the, get the money, kick the people out onto the street, you know, like, because they just know so many loopholes, um, we've already dealt with all of that, we've dealt with a lot of tax scams, um, that's another popular one, unfortunately, is people trying to scam people with disability into paying taxes that they are lying to them, saying that they owe, and scaring them, saying, if you don't pay this, you know, you're gonna, we're gonna take away your, your disability money, and those are people who have disability because they cannot work, either for physical or mental health reasons, or both reasons, um, they would potentially end up on the streets if they, if they did do that, so, yeah, just verify if something is a county, legit county site, um, the second a site starts trying to con, like, like, uh, do some shady thing, like, make sure you have, like, a worker involved with you at a lot of steps if you are homeless, um, because at least, you know, you can have people file, you know, reports, um, to authorities about these sites or the lying people or the fraudulent type of situations, um, I mean, our, my job site is starting to have to track it, we're starting to have to, like, Track and report to our insurance branches about these fraudulent things that we're seeing because it's coming up more and more and more. Um, it's it's because we work with so many people. It's almost like a pattern at this point where it's like okay, we're seeing all these things, all those things I mentioned um, of people just trying to create commit some kind of frauds, and now we're starting to see transitional homeless homeless shelters um disguised, you know, but they're actually cults, but they're disguising them as as programs that somebody can get housed through. And we haven't seen the results of these sites actually resulting in housing because usually what happens is our people get so cut off from us that eventually we have to disenroll them and they're only connected to this site at a certain point and then we have like no way of physically getting there or uh, to see them or no way to phys- to like verbally talk to them um, <clears throat> and then they become disengaged to a certain point where we're not allowed to really work with them because we haven't seen or spoken with them for quite a few months so we have to rely on them to call us and, and re-enroll with our program and so we just lose contact. Um, But yeah, we are starting to report these sites and file grievances and do whatever it takes to kind of shut these places down, especially if they're not housing people and they're just getting people to come in for their beliefs. I mean, they're full on like programs with these people like building, I don't know what they're building, but they're building more sites. They're using the people who are supposed to be in the transitional living the residents of these shelters are literally being put to work to build more sites and i'm like this isn't good they're using them as like worker bees you know they like get them in and they're using them as worker bees to build more of these like fraudulent shelters and i'm i'm sure it's going to appeal to people but also it's like if none of them are ever getting housed then it's just going to become, like, multiple compounds, basically. Um, It's multiple compounds of people who need housing that are connected to these shelters, that are swaying people with these weird, like, spiritual type of, like, thinking and just control, mind control, basically. I mean, it starts slow, but we've even noticed some people kind of changing the ways they they talk to us, like the ones who were able to kind of stay in contact we've noticed um not me particularly but like some other people i work with have noticed that these people have um started kind of correcting the way they speak almost as if someone's listening or if they feel like they're going to get in trouble cuz they're saying the wrong thing um so they start like taking on these ideas of how to like talk to somebody who calls in or whatever Um, and so you're not really getting the full accurate picture anymore, even though there were, there are times when we do get enough information to go by that we're like, this is weird. (laughs) Like, this is weird. Even for us, we, 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 deal with a lot of weird situations and these, this is by far one of the weirdest, um, I can't even tell all the details about it, but you know, these places have websites that are up. The way it looks on the surface, it literally just looks like a homelessness program that puts you to work um, for them, and, but they don't really mention all the limited contact. You know, they put it looks like they put you to work for them and they have some kind of spiritual service. They don't talk about all the other shady, weird stuff that they're doing underneath all of that. So don't get desperate to a point where you have to get into one of those places if they're not really going to house you you might end up just disconnected too much from, from the world to a point where you're not really able to independently do what you need to do, especially if you're in a place that has armed guards and, you know, people screening, screening who can and cannot visit you and sitting in on your visitations or sitting in on your phone calls. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a, um, If you're interested in cults, I learned about a new site. Uh, well, it's not new, but it's a it's a site where you can listen. Um. You can listen to people talking about about cults. Um, it's called Let's Talk About sex, Sects. S e c t s. Let's talk about sects, and it's I believe on Spotify. And I don't know if you're into that kind of stuff, you know, it, it has, um, it has that. And I was told too, that in LA, the museum of death has a, has a, um, like they have like a lot of, uh, stuff about death, but basically they have like, um, a display of one of the actual Heaven's Gates bunks with like a replicated display of how they kind of found the people in that cult, like with the Nikes and the sheet and all this kind of stuff, um, how, how they were found, uh, by authorities. And yeah, I mean, pay attention to what's out there, guys. It's getting real weird (laughs) real quick. Um, but pay attention to all the stuff that comes with, um, the economy changing as it is, and shortages of all sorts of things as they're become, as people are becoming more and more aware of these problems. There are always going to be people out there trying to exploit, um, and so you know this is just to kind of put some awareness out there, especially because it's kind of happening in in you know kind of in my home, not hometown, like where I'm from, but kind of like, you know, it's happening, um, in places where I live, where I've lived, um, it's probably happening, you know, if you're in Southern California, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a breeding ground for cults, you know, we've had a lot of popular ones, um, come through, and not even all of them are even very noticeable, but, you know, we've come across multiple that are just disguising themselves, as some either end of world thing or some kind of like spiritual, spiritual shelter program that's supposed to house you. And if we're not seeing results, we don't think it's legitimate. Um, if you're connected to sites that aren't giving what they promise or aren't even leading towards it, like we know what it looks like to get somebody housed. Everyone follows the same general steps for the most part. And these sites don't seem to be following any of those steps. The only steps they're following are forcing people to do certain religious rituals, punishing people who don't follow them. And then in addition to that, they're making people work to create more of these types of sites. And they're marketing them as shelters that are supposed to transition you into housing. We have not yet seen these places transition anybody into housing and the steps they seem to be taking and all of the all of the time that the that the that our clients are spending at these sites they don't seem to be progressing at all towards getting housed they're not even like making lists of places where they want to live they're not you know talking to counselors they're not connecting to sites that have vouchers they're not doing anything that's going to get them housed all they're doing is building other sites and going to services um they're working and worshiping, basically, they're not, they're not really doing anything else, Um, and that's not really going to get you housed if you're not actively doing any of the work to get you housed. The only thing I would say is maybe there's maybe a person in the background that's just not talking to all of the residents about them, you know, being in the background and just, like, searching for housing and like once they find a placement that fits someone's needs then they directly connect them but we still haven't heard of that happening for anybody and we haven't seen it happening either so we don't know and they just cut off connection more and more and more to a point where we may never know um but yeah guys they're out there this is a new thing coming out um if I'm hearing about it that means that others are hearing about it. So, um, you know, I work with people and we, you know, we definitely track trends and this is a new trend. It's a brand new trend that I do not like, but, um, all right guys for now, thanks for listening.